0: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Bart, I'll tell you what, when it comes to where we are with the Giants right now, this is all now it's now up to Joe Shane to take it from here. Brian Dable took what they had that looked like a roster that might not be good enough, and he made them very competitive. They won a playoff game. That's an overachievement, if you ask me. Agree? Yeah. Overachieve. Okay, so now Joe Shane has to take it knowing that the goalposts have been moved. But now it's not, hey, you know, see if you can build a team that might make the playoffs. Now it's like, no, no, no. you've got to build a team that not only makes the playoffs, you've got to at least, at the very least, be a team that in a very tough division with the Eagles who look just so much better than you and a Cowboys team that is competitive despite what we saw, of course, you know, there's the remaining issues because it's just Cowboys or Cowboys. That's what they do. It's like Jets being Jets. But for Joe Shane, there's a lot to get to. And the very first thing, of course, that you had to know this season was, do you have a quarterback? And the belief is, yes, you do, in Daniel Jones. Joe Shane talked about Daniel Jones and whether or not he wants to bring him back. We'd like
1: Daniel to be here. Again, he said it yesterday. There's there's a business side to it, but we feel like Daniel played well this season. He's done everything that we asked him to do. And, you know, again, there, there's a business side to it. We we haven't went down that road yet. You know, we still got to have our meetings with our staff late in the week, and we'll devise an off season plan. But we, we haven't had those meetings yet, but we would like to have Daniel Jones back.
0: It seems like, you know, that would make the most sense. Both sides want it to get done. Now you got to get it done and figure out how. Somebody that has handled this and more, certainly in the GM seat, is Mike Tannerman, who joins us right now. Mike T, how are we doing?
1: I'm in your studio. Where,
2: where are you guys? <laughs> You're
0: in our studio.
2: Right. Well, well yeah. one, We, 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 we don't have two have a, now. We
0: don't have a studio anymore. <laughs> we have several different places now that they we, just we, shove yeah, us we, in we, the corner. We,
2: we, yeah, we like a temp service, man. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just we just go we just go where they tell us to go. Like, hey, just hey, you can't go here. Okay, well, yeah. you can go here.
0: That that's where it's at right so now like, for us.
2: You,
1: you, you have like a tip chart. We'll work for tips. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like sometimes you might see Bart and I just like hanging out like on a park bench somewhere in the city. You know, just just holding yeah. up like um, you know, an antenna. Looking like look like Forrest Gump and his son at the end of the movie. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, what what do we do? With the, What do you do with the Giants right now? If you're Joe Shane, you have, obviously, to handle in, internal issues, which is your quarterback, your running back, and your one of your most dominant defensive players. But as Bart's pointed out, there's also holes to fill in this team because you can't look at this as a developing situation. You've got to feel like, okay, you've made a playoff. you won a playoff game. This is about advancing the cause now. How do you do it? Yeah. Welcome to New
1: York, right? Your honeymoon's for about ten minutes, and yeah. you hope you don't have too much success in year oh, one, let's right? Go baby! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honeymoon's over. Look, you know it's a good problem to have, but they got to keep you know both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. in My opinion, those are two really good players, and uh, you know, like their foundational pieces from a character, production, talent, they 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 check every box, and they both have gotten better. You know, they're certainly uh, coachable. Um, and I would do everything within reason to make sure that they stay New York Giants for a long time.
2: But here's the problem. I feel like Joe Shane, he he inherited a, a cap mess, right? It cost him Bradbury already. Uh, Leonard Williams' cap number is really high. Kenny Galladay they can't get rid of yet. You got a Dory Jackson there. You can't let him go because you got to have a shutdown corner, corner, uh, cornerback, especially in Wink Martindale's system. They have some tough decisions to make and some guys to graduate out of the program. But not only do they need to sign three of their own players to, to long-term deals, they have to go out and, and get, a, get a, a number one receiver, which is going to cost them $20 million, especially if it's a guy like T. Higgins or if it's a guy like uh, Gabe Davis. It's going to cost them. How do you do all that and have depth on this roster? Because that's the problem. Like They don't, they don't have any depth. And they're void of talent.
1: Yep. So a couple of thoughts, you know, there's no perfect situation when you become a new head coach or a new GM. And I saw in 1997, when Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, and we all got to the Jets in 1996, the New York Jets spent more money than any other team. And they had the worst record. I mean, that's almost like hard to do. And in the first year we won nine games and in the second year we won in a championship game. So in the formative years of my career, like I just don't believe in excuses for team building. And I think, there's ways around it, and certainly you have to make decisions within a context, but no team's going to have the perfect player at every position. And you certainly knew – I think you need two receivers to be candid. It could be one in free agency, and it's one in the draft, and maybe it's a combination of it's a B in free agency and it's a second-round pick in the draft. You know, there's different ways you could attack it, and certainly some of the players haven't worked out, most notably to me Galladay for sure. So from that standpoint, guys, like I, there are other – you know, contracts they can look at. Look, they won't be easy decisions. But in a cap system, every team is going to go through that and have to make those difficult decisions. And candidly, those are good problems to have. That means you have a really good quarterback.
0: Mike, I said this at the beginning of the show because it's something that was so – it just stood out to me and probably a lot of people watching, especially in the first half, the very start of that game. The Giants look like that. there's just a huge gap between them and the Eagles. The first game of the season they played each other earlier in December, that gap was also very evident. In between their backups played, Jalen Hurts really didn't play the full playbook, you know, shaking off some rust. It was a more competitive game. But I'm taking the two, the first game and the last game, and I'm saying to myself, what I saw there when it's your best and my best is your best is way better. How do you close that gap? And can you as a GM look at it as an one off season? We've got to close this gap. Do you do it that way? Or do you look at the Eagles and say this is their window now? but we've got to be on the up when they're on the way down. Is that the way you do it? No, you
1: just try to make progress every year, and you worry about yourself. Look, Philadelphia's going to go through their own attrition, right? They're, Jalen Hurts is already extension eligible. He's going to take up a lot more resources. Philadelphia has a really, really good team, taking nothing away from it, but they're not a perfect team either. And Every team has their own strengths and weaknesses. And if I'm the Giants, it, their deeds are so apparent, you know, Again, it's not one, it's at least two receivers. It's probably two starting linebackers. You know, they're out there with Jared Davis and Jalen Smith. Like to their credit, like those guys weren't even, you know, part of the program for most of the season. Um, they certainly could use another corner. I think what we saw with the Dory Jackson to be candid is he's probably a B when it's all said and done. He's not an A. So two linebackers, two receivers, at least another corner. I mean that's just to start with, but this doesn't have to do with the Eagles. This has to do about we and us at the Giants, and we got to put the best team we possibly can put together, get our quarterback better. And one thing about the Giants, when they play the Eagles, they got to get a lead because if you could stay balanced against the, the Eagles, their defense is much more vulnerable than when it's just, you know, they could pin their ears back like they did the other night. That's really, that's tough sledding. So um, it becomes complimentary football. And look, right now the Eagles are a better team, but, Giants make a handful of moves. I think that gap gets smaller quickly.
2: Now let's go to the other team in New York. Um, I feel like the Jets have interviewed everybody but Bones Fossil from uh, <laughs> from, from from the Cowboys as far as, say, uh, offensive coordinator. Is it important to get the coordinator first or figure out the head coach first? I mean, the uh, offensive coordinator or the quarterback first? Like Because they've interviewed yeah. everybody.
1: Yeah. By the way, I think we have to acknowledge Alan that we have now gotten the second best post-game divisional round comment in the history of pro football when Joe Burrow was asking about getting those refunds the other day. Yeah. It wasn't as good as "can't wait," but I thought that was pretty darn good. That, that Bart, was so pretty good. Yeah, was, yeah.
0: The refunds thing was yeah. definitely a good one, but it definitely did not feel the same way as as Sal Pal and Bart and that exchange and the anyone can but, get got and they can't wait. Of course, but but, with but,
2: the, but, but but Joe was Joe was really showing us something. He's showing us yeah. that. It ain't it ain't a a a two a two quarterback race as far as who's the best. He may be the best out of all of them. He may be the best quarterback out of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and who knows if Lamar Jackson ever put his name back in the conversation if he ever gets weapons around him like half of the ones that those guys have.
0: But what I noticed is that Mike did avoid your your, your, the question that you were asking. So I think we you know know, the Jets.
2: I was trying.
1: Hold on a second. I was just trying to bootstrap something that was germane (laughs) to our conversation. I would like to continue. If that was okay. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> so, look, you got to get the, the sequentially here. You've got to get the coordinator. You've got to get it right. This is a huge hire. Like we all know, 2023 is a really important year uh, in that jet building for a number of guys. So let's get the coordinator right. I love the fact that they're talking. And now that Bones Fossil is available, maybe <laughs> I, I interview him. And if you're running your search well, one thing you're, you're going to do a good job of, guys, in all seriousness, is you're going to get third-party evaluations of your own building. And sometimes, like, just the reality of those jobs are you become biased because you're human, and you could be impacted by being around a guy every day. So if Nathaniel Hackett comes in and Daryl Bevel and all these other guys that they're trying to bring in or brought in all say the same thing about your team, it's really there's some productivity in having a thorough search. The guy that was best at that was uh, the late, great Al Davis. He once interviewed Bill Belichick to be the head coach. And Bill B went out there, and he's like, I know I'm not getting the job because he only hires offensive guys, but Al Davis would bring in a ton of guys over the years, and he would just learn and pick people's brains. So I give the Jets credit for the way they're handling the search. That makes a lot of sense to me. And then from the quarterback position, Bart, to answer the back half of your question, I'm getting two guys. I am signing a guy that could be Mike White, but I'm looking at Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm drafting one. And anything I get from Zach Wilson is a bonus. I'm not counting on it. I'm not planning on it. But anything I get from Zach is a bonus.
2: Okay, when you're when you when you're interviewing, like, to me, one of the most dominant players when healthy that the Jets have, if you had to say, okay, this guy's special, and people may not like this name because he's always hurt, it's Makai Becton. Makai tonight What yeah, he, he showed good. us his rookie year is domination. I'm talking about I've never seen somebody come in their rookie year, maybe Jonathan Ogden, maybe Willie Roefe, and like physically dominate people that are older than him and more and, and 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 ballers. When you do that interview search for a for for a coordinator, are you looking for somebody that can that comes in with a heavy gap scheme, the scheme that's best for him and best potentially for this offensive line, or are you open to what are you saying if you come in with a, with a guy that does, that's doing zone stuff, which is something that's not. I believe suited for a guy like Makai Beckton.
1: Yeah, and I think those are great points, Bart. From a, you know an X's and O's standpoint, the body type of Mike Mackay Beckton is definitely more of your classic, you know, power gap downhill double team dual blocks, um, not in space. And you know the essence of coaching, especially in the salary cap era, is now um, what can we do with what we have, and that is absolutely a very fair and relevant question for any of these guys that you bring in. Like, Mekhi Beckton's going to be here. We, we think, you know, his best days are ahead of him, not behind him. You know, how can we put him in the best position possible? Like, he wouldn't be great with somebody with Kyle Shanahan's because he's just not going to get out in space. But, boy, he could certainly displace somebody, you know, on the line of scrimmage. So, you know, what's our plan? What's our vision? Those are all, like, very germane questions to the process. And, again, like, I want to hear from coaches about how you're going to get the most out of our players. And while it's great to have a scheme and principles, the best coaches I know are the ones that can take what they have and maximize them.
0: All right, Mike, I want to play you some sound from Adam Schefter because this is Overreaction Monday. And I'd love to overreact to this, but I need you to keep me centered. I need you to keep me balanced with reason when it comes to reacting to what Adam Schefter is saying here about Aaron Rodgers. This will be the third straight offseason in which Aaron Rodgers' future is the subject of much speculation. But make no mistake, both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason For Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. The issue here will be the $110 million left on his contract and which team could afford it. But there is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. A very real possibility. Mike T, you traded for Brett Favre. You have done this. How real is this? And should the Jets be front and center?
1: Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't be. Um, yeah, I, I think it makes a ton of sense for a lot of reasons, you know, that the old let's win for today, develop for tomorrow really applies here. And I would still, just because if I acquire, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that doesn't mean I wouldn't, you know, try to acquire another young know, quarterback be in the draft or just sort of had the, that mindset much the way, you know, Philadelphia got garden Minshew in, in a trade a couple of years ago. So I don't know why they wouldn't look into it. It makes a ton of sense. And, um, yeah, we were fortunate enough to get Brett Favre, and um, I know there's a lot of work to do to get there, but I don't, I'd do not i be hard-pressed to think that the Jets wouldn't be better with Aaron Rodgers.
2: I mean, w- when you talk about bringing Aaron Rodgers, is that best-case scenario, knowing that he only wants to play for maybe another year or so, and then that gives you a chance to still try and salvage Zach Wilson and develop him? Considering they uh, have a good relationship, the yeah, two of have, them. Yeah, they have a good relationship. Would that be the best-case scenario? You know, bringing in a guy that, you know, you can still salvage Zach Wilson because you don't have to address his contract contract Mm -hmm. for another three years.
1: Right. No, that's right. And, and again, like, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. Like, just because you have Aaron Rodgers, I would keep looking and keep looking Bart. So, um, he just gives you immense credibility from day one. As as you know, Bart, being around some of these great quarterbacks, it does energize the building. It gives everybody hope. It just changes everything overnight the day that guy walks in the building. And I don't care if he's there for a year or two. You could actually, the way we did it in, in Favre's trade, like we actually built in stipulations around um, how much the compensation would be in terms of how much he played, so you could get some flexibility there
0: as well. How, what how did Brang you it? What sell I... it? How did you sell it to Favre? I know you probably told this story a million times, but I mean, it's it's you know you coming from Green Bay, it's just like Rogers. You are coming from a place of history and all this, you know, legacy and everything else. And you know, in all due respect, I mean, I'm a fan. It's the Jets. Like, how do you sell, How did you sell it to Farvin? and would it be the same kind of thing with Roger? You'd have to convince him, hey, listen, like, you here would be special.
1: Yeah. So one of the underrated aspects of running a team or being a negotiator is you've got to be a great question to ask her. <laughs> I just kept asking Greg questions and uh, knew that he loved to hunt and fish, and there was a farm about 20 minutes away from the, Jets facility and we made sure that every Tuesday that he would be hunting and fishing I said if you come to the Jets I'm gonna find you every Tuesday that you don't hunt and fish that's gonna be a meaningful part of your experience here like because all the other teams that were competing against us were like oh you go to the jets you'll be practicing in Times Square there's trafficking ingestion I'm like that's the exact opposite like you're gonna have an unbelievable experience it's gonna be fun fulfilling you're gonna be left alone there's great outdoors here and uh, we actually sent him Google satellite imaging of like where the farm was, where he could go. Um, I really just talked to him about the lifestyle, the locker room, the players, and just sort of like checked off one box after the other in a very methodical sort of like three week approach. And, um, you know, we were very
2: fortunate that it worked out.
0: How would you sell it to Rogers then? Because he's kind of the opposite. No. Well,
2: well, Illuminati is here. He can go to his <laughs> monthly uh, meetings, <laughs> and he can go. Yeah. He can he can go into all the spas. He can vomit all he wants, and we'll give him a colonic <laughs> every every Tuesday. He can go get a colonic.
0: Right. Every Tuesday, you don't sure. get a colonic, you are getting fined. If you, you are, in right. all
2: seriousness, I, I, what I would do,
1: I would talk about. Let's not worry about the next year of Aaron Rodgers' career. Let's worry about the next fifty. And we're going to make sure that every week you're meeting with somebody very notable in the world of finance, business, media, Wall Street. You know, this is the capital of the world. And we will have you, you know, I don't care if it's at the frickin' United Nations one week with heads of state. Or if you want to meet with Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, or the heads of, you know, major media companies. But every Tuesday will be an investment in the next 50 years of your life. And no place on earth could do that better than the New York Jets.
0: I'm already fired up. I'm already fired up, Bart.
2: Yeah, all you, got, all you got to do is tell him, "Hey, man, you think you think Tom Brady got something going for Fox? We'll get you in the CBS. We'll kick Phil Simms' ass out. We you you want three hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> buy, buy Phil, <laughs> buy Boomer,
0: Phil, Boomer, Phil but, are but, out. But, but, <laughs> but,
1: look, hey, you don't you don't think I would start and end with like look at Michael Strahan? Michael Strahan, yep. you know, post playing career money is going to dwarf what he made as a player, That's and we true. could run the exact same play." On the biggest stages in the world, Mm -hmm. if you come here and invest two years with us,
2: yeah, Jeopardy my ass, you'll be host. You'll be (laughs) Kelly and Regis. It'd be Rogers and Rogers.
0: (laughs) But the only issue, of course, is this is a situation that probably will take time, and do you can you afford to wait? When obviously, you know, you've got other quarterbacks that could be gotten before you have to wait and figure out what's going to happen with him. So. That's a dangerous dance, but you'd have to know I guess I guess Mike, it's back channels would have to tell you that there's a there's a chance that he would be interested. So you'd have to know already it's worth our time.
1: Yeah, I I I'm on it already. the the night the game ends, I'm texting the, the GM of the Packers. So like I this is we're already into like week three of this project. So I'm running parallel tracks. I'm talking to Derek Carr's agent, I'm talking to you know, Aaron Rodgers' agent, obviously you need permission to work it out. Um and I'm running all these parallel tracks, but I, I am, I've already met with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I am down the road you know, trying to, again, we'll, we'll kind of work through what his goals are and just let him know that we're here to serve him and that this will be the greatest two-year investment that will pay off for the next 50 years. And you could go be a Tennessee Titan or Las Vegas Raider and play football, but what we're trying to do here is much more transformative about life, and we're going to win a lot of games and have a great time doing it along the way.
0: It's going to be very interesting, there's no doubt about that. Go get him Larry David. Larry David put your... <laughs> exactly. I, I, you... Know, exactly. You know,
1: Larry David, I will tell you this, is a huge Jets yes. fan. Yes, he and is. is a, yes, and I will tell you that we've, he is, I would just tell you, part. I've had more than one conversation with Larry David about the New York Jets and drafting when I was there, and he is a very passionate, he's a great guy. And he loves the New York Jets.
2: Curve your enthusiasm, baby. Let's mm-hmm. go, Aaron Rodgers. Starring Aaron Rodgers and J.B. Smooth.
0: His reaction, of <laughs> course, to when you gave Bart that contract was. Eh. I just am <laughs> quoting him.
2: Hey, we hey, we, we <laughs> were some thugs out there. You know what I'm saying? We we was must see TV, baby. No doubt about it.
0: All right, Mike. All the best. Thanks so much, as always. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Mike Tannenbaum. Boy, interesting stuff. Mike Tannenbaum said there. from our studio. I know, right? He's sitting in one that, yeah, or one of our studios. Um, but what he said there was re- really thing. interesting. Our studio got that ding under new management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can We still have the key, so we like break in still because the new people haven't moved in yet. <laughs> <laughs> Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. The audio File. All right, here we go, Bart Scott go around the NFL with audio files. <laughs> they,
2: didn't because, me,
0: they didn't even let me introduce it, man. Well, that's what we just did here. Did you want me to reset it?
2: I was supposed to say I was supposed to say Are you going to take it from me, man? I got demoted?
0: You did not get demoted. Hey, Tom, oh, can man. we stop the music? Stop the music. I'm sorry. But so you at me or something. There was a lot that went on this weekend, and we focused a lot on the Giants. But right now, it's a good time to go around the NFL and hear what the headline makers had to say in the segment that we like to call audio files. The audiophile. Yeah, I felt a lot better. Sorry about that. And we missed the gong, man. What the hell? And we didn't have the gong. Damn. I know. Well, again, we're, we're under new management. We're 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 moving around. We're still trying to get it right. People still realizing that we, we, don't we are now like New York based again. Yeah, we don't want
2: to cheat the people, man. Like a, we got great production behind some of our segments, man. We got to do it the way we did it. We wrote bought, we wrote this in five-part harmony, B. Yeah, you're right about that.
0: But I don't have the gong with me. So can we just go? Can we just move on? Okay. All right. Let's begin with, um, I don't know. Is this like doing too much? So Jalen Hurts and the Eagles beat the Giants. Yep. I mean, they did so in – I mean, it, it felt like they did dominate almost every facet of the game. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, awe-inspiring. It was just, damn, they're just better than this team, right? That's really all it was. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was – he was fine. He was good. 16-24, 154 yards, two touchdowns, nine carries, 34 yards, and also a rushing touchdown. So, like, you know, he was everything for them. But Nick Sirianni took it a little bit further after the game the young coach of the that, Eagles yeah, is compared him to the goat. I know
1: this is high praise, but to have him out there is like having, nah, I shouldn't even go there, but like his having like Michael Jordan out there. Like he's your leader. He's your leader. He's your guy. He's your, like, that's the, hopefully that's the biggest respect I can pay to him. Compared, <laughs> comparing to his ability to be on the field. Uh, to, a, to a Michael Jordan type, like this guy leads. He yeah. brings this calmness to the to the entire team. He plays great football. He's tough as 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 they come. Yeah, I mean, to me, there ain't nobody has played any better football than him this year. Oh, you know, uh, he was right. He probably
2: Joe shouldn't Burrow, have gone <laughs> Josh Allen. Like, what the hell, are you do smoking? Like, stop it, like. And listen, listen. Is that too I, much?
0: Do you think? Was that did that man, go too far? This
2: dude, this dude is on that stuff, man. He, 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 <laughs> if I was him, he he, Sam's, and I'm and i and I'm and I'm um, and I'm Joe Clark. You smoke I, crack, don't you? <laughs> I say, don't you smoke crack? It kills your brain cells, son. It kills your brain cells.
0: That was definitely a little too far. And now, I'm telling it, and, you, and when it, you if, say
2: but, I shouldn't say this, but then don't, yeah, don't say I it. Should,
0: I probably shouldn't say this,
2: but I'm gonna you sound like a damn fool.
0: Listen, if I'm everybody on that Niners defense. Hey, guys, we're going up against Michael Jordan. Right. Taking on Jordan. They got matching hoop earrings. (laughs) So that was going too far. All right, we continue on audio files. Well, you mentioned him, and so did Mike Townemend. Mike Townemend felt like this was the second-best walk-off interview in the playoffs, second only to your, of course, iconic can't wait, which, of course, was the last time the Jets won a playoff game. Here's Joe Burrow on CBS on his walk-off talking about, you know, how they messed up the NFL's plans that if there was going to be a Buffalo winner, this game would have had to have been played. The championship game would have had to have been played in Atlanta. And a lot of people already bought tickets anticipating this game.
2: Older, everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> Ooh. It's like
0: he had that one ready.
2: Yeah, he's definitely been thinking about it. Not, that's what you love about him. He takes everything personal. He has a level of confidence that borders on, on arrogance and cockiness. Yep. yep. But he goes and backs it up, right? True. He's a guy that, you know, plays a position at a high level, and you can make the argument to say this is his time. He could be the best player or the best quarterback in his league. That doesn't mean that you're the, the best athlete, the best player, the best quarterback and the best player is two different things, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we see this for a long time. People – for a while it was Peyton Manning. For a while it was Aaron Rodgers. And for a while it was Tom Brady. Uh, but it had the win – winning has to come. And this window that he has, this is his time. He's, he's playing for an opportunity to be in the Super Bowl two years in a row with a franchise that, you know, was the laughing stock. Yeah. Now – if he can elevate them, he has to cash in, though. He has to win. He can't come up short like he did last year because he won't have T. Higgins next year. Jamar Chase may be gone. Tyler Boyd may be gone. He's going to start losing pieces because he's eligible, and there's already reports that he's going to get offered his extension. They better move and move fast and strike while the iron is hot, so to speak. Yep.
0: I'll tell you what, though. Among quarterbacks, he might have the best swagger going right now. He does. Like, He's just got a ton of swagger happening for him, and that's – Makes him fun to watch because he can back he it remi- up, like yeah. you said. Rex
2: says he reminds him of Joe Joe Namath with how cool he is. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Still definitely looks like
2: Macaulay and I can't take him seriously though. He definitely does. Kevin.
0: Meanwhile, uh, so the Cowboys lose again before a championship round, and it's like the twelfth. It is not like it is the twelfth straight time now they have failed to reach when they were in the playoffs. Failed to reach the championship game. And that is the longest streak in the NFL. And here's something very interesting. So we all know the whole story about their kicker and his issues and whatnot. And his first kick uh, was blocked. The extra point was blocked. He did get one, though. At least he got a field goal. That's good. But listen to what Mike McCarthy says that if they were able to somehow get a touchdown late, what he would have done.
1: In the reality of it, you know, when we got the ball back, you know, obviously, the next to the last series, you know, the plan was to go down and score and go for two to, for the win. That was the thought process, but that had more to do with, you know, I just felt like our defense was on the field a long time. You know, I, I thought we, we picked it up in certain areas in the second half. Like I said, we just came up short.
0: They yeah, were going to go for the I, – I almost wish Johnny, this happened Johnny, Johnny, Yeah, to Johnny it. Tough Nuts, it's easy to say
2: now. Like, yeah, I would have went for it. Man, stop, Johnny Tough. You would have got fired if y'all would have messed around and lost by one because you failed a two-point conversion. Man, get that. You would not have to put yeah, that but, much would, pressure on Would you, on you
0: have trusted that kicker? Would you have trusted that kid? No listen, way.
2: Hey, I, I, listen, I'm going to confess he did. It. I'm going to put it on him. Money motor was not going to make that. Do you trust Dak Prescott? He
0: threw two picks. What you talking about? Do you trust him? What a tough place that they were. In. Could you imagine if they had that 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 silly that silly? What, what was the play it's they Jessica, ran to the there? Uh, where yeah, they basically the, sacrificed Zeke Elliott. Yeah, the the, the lateral play. <laughs> the, the, right. If they had somehow, some way, gotten <laughs> hey. a touchdown there, and he goes for two, they're
2: like, they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah uh, we not um, <laughs> like Zeke, we not signing you back anyway. So, oh, man. go ahead and take this with you. Pardon me. Hey.
0: He just he let he just gave up to he absolutely gave up. All right, last but not least in audio files, I got to play this because this was obviously for Patrick Mahomes, another one of those legacy moments. Pretty heroic. I mean that ankle when that got landed on that that looked terrible, and him limping around. All of a sudden that game, you're like whoa whoa whoa! If you, you know, Jacksonville started believing. Jacksonville should have started. Bl- I would have blitzed everybody, every play. Okay, well. He's out for one series. And Chad Henney, of course, playoff Henney. This is what he does, playoff Chad. Takes touchdown. 98 yards for a touchdown. But then he gets back in the game. Now, he's not the same, but he still guts it out. Plays through it. And there was conversation, of course. You saw him on the sideline, how angry he was about having to go in the back and get the x-rays. And Mahomes just talked about... There was no way he was leaving that I'm game. Not coming out
2: of a playoff game unless they take me out, and so uh, I'm just going to play. I, I love this, this sport too much. I love this game. Uh, I love playing with my teammates and being able to go out there and, and enjoy it together. And, we're, and we we prepare all year to be in the playoffs and to play in these games. And I'm glad that I was able to get back in the game. And I mean, it's it's something that uh, I just love competing in this sport. And uh, pain is pain, and you got to deal with it either way.
0: You know, this Kirby is what he D actually Frog said. Here. Well, this is what he said when when he was told, "Like, go get an X-ray for Pete's sake." You know, and. Then this is what he was talking about to his teammates, you know, when it came to came time to you know win this game.
2: We told people to just check their egos at the door. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here, but this is the thing, though, right? Now did you
0: now? Wait, wait, wait! Did you get who this was? For Pete's sake.
2: Um, uh, we told people to just check their egos at the door. I mean, yeah, that sounds like Kermit the Frog or um, uh, for Pete's sake. Oh, is that uh Bert? No,
0: for Pete's sake.
2: For Pete's sake, that's Garrett Cole. <laughs> oh, that! Oh my God.
0: <laughs> we wow. told people
2: to just check their egos at the door.
0: For Pete's sake, wow. I'm not coming out
2: of a playoff game unless they take me out. And so uh, I'm just going to play. I, I love this.
0: You know, he's putting a little he's, he's putting a little grime into his voice there because almost needs to. It's see, like but, Pharrell.
2: Remember that dude Pharrell on the bench? Like, <laughs> see, but here's the thing, uh, Patrick. <laughs> they weren't sending you back to the back for X-rays. They've sent you to the back for that for that shot. Yeah. So, uh, David, just letting you know, we got to act like we're Mm -hmm. taking it so we can give you the sauce. Give you that cortisone shot, baby.
0: The real, real. Varsity Blues, make them understand. Make them understand. All right, that's audio files as we go around the league. And now your matchups are set. Championship Sunday, you've got the Niners and the Eagles. That's the three o'clock game that is on Fox next Sunday. The Eagles, early right now, early favorites at two and a half as the home team. That's basically it. And then you have, for the second game of the day, the Bengals at the Chiefs. 6.30 is the game. CBS has it. And the Chiefs right now are just favored by a point, all, all again according to Caesar Sportsbook. So that's where we stand Man, right now. Do, but with do, the Mahomes injury, who knows how this is going to be. A high ankle sprains, what they're calling it, Bart. How much can it impact the outcome of this game?
2: Do you know how funny it will be if Michael Jordan – Loses to um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> who? Who Mark Price? Who would you call Brock Purdy? Mike, Mark Price. He can't even be Mar- – Mark Price was a great player, like a great college player. He wasn't like a last-guy-drafted kind of player. Hey, like, on, like, who, I, I can't
2: even I try to find a young, little white boy, good, good Christian, young white boy.
0: Well, you I can, go you can do John, I come up with you Mark do John Price. Stockton. You could do if Jordan lost to John Stockton.
2: No, but John Stockton, assistant manager, like all the people listen to us, they well, don't remember Mark Purdy, Price. Pur-
0: Purdy's an assistant. Yeah, manager. but
2: they don't. Re- but they don't remember Mark Price. You know what might saying?
0: remember Brock Purdy when all of a sudden though
2: That's what I'm know. saying. If, if Michael Jordan, now like, he'll have talking about Eaton, Eaton, um, <laughs> comments. He might have to swallow that Michael Jordan eat, eat your stuff. words. So stupid, man. Like, yeah. and listen, this is the thing, right? When I looked at first take, they had they had me talking about Daniel Jones and and Philadelphia system would be the same. Quarterback and be just as effective, right? But but they felt and they, you know they, they kind of looked like they tried to have fun with it, but at the same time messing with you, yeah. But at the same time, what was the headline? Dak Prescott. I mean, Jalen Hurts is better than Dak Prescott. I said that crap four months, two months ago. That's true. Two months ago, so maybe I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this. Because you pulling up my old take that I said, and everybody laughed at it, and I even had Tad Prescott on here when I said it, and now he he ain't nowhere to be defined. All of a sudden, he got study table. He don't want to show his ass up. He ain't coming back on the
0: line because I was Prescott, right. Prescott, Dak's brother, he did come on our show to defend his brother. And what did Bart, I say? When Bart what did had I that say? Take about how he wasn't a top ten quarterback, this and I said, and I said, ago. Jalen Hurts had
2: passed him. Yeah, and they and, and and but now, so like they can say the whole thing. Listen, quit elevating Jalen Hurts to all superstar status. He ain't Michael Jordan. He's a guy in a great system, and he has the best roster in football, so it makes him look great. When you got top players at every position, Mm -hmm. top receivers, two Mm -hmm. of them, Mm -hmm. top tight end, got it, top center, got it, top left tackle, got it, top right tackle, got it. I should be looking like a superstar, Mm -hmm. but don't let it get it twisted. When you get that bag You're going to lose all those guys, and then we're going to see who you are. That's what I'm saying. So, like, everybody can say whatever they want. He ain't no superstar. He's a good player in the best roster in football, much like Russ when he was cooking was when he had those great players, beast mode. He had all those good receivers on the outside, Golden Tate, right? He had a great offensive line, and he had the best defense in football. Now we're starting to see what he really is because when you get the bag – and you, over, you overestimate what, what you believe somebody is, that's what I'm saying. Don't start giving Daniel Jones all this crazy stuff. Treat him just like Andy Dalton. Treat him just like uh, uh, Derek Carr, right? Give him a contract that you can get out of. Don't, put, don't lock down the bag and, and, and overspend for Daniel Jones. It'd be a, it'd be foolish. It all depends it on what, of course, of the moment.
0: The open market decides as well. You're going to have to be a prisoner. Well, if the, of open, that.
2: If the open market we'll say something, you might
0: have to say, mm-hmm. "Well, we starting over." Oh boy. Well, Nick Sirianni believes Jalen Hurts is like Michael yeah, Jordan. Do for 150 yards. He said MJ. that, and that's why we had to get through audio files with you. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. But on Friday, St. John's was at the Garden. You don't get a lot of that anymore, unfortunately. It used to be like a regular thing. In fact, I just saw something on Twitter caught my attention. On this day, 38 years ago, so Mark Jackson was playing for St. John's back in the day. And this is when the Big East was the Big East. And it was a a big win over Syracuse at the Garden. He He hit a free throw. St. John's came back to win. They were down big in the second half. There was 19,591 fans at the Garden for this game. Mm. And when you say, like, wow, that sounds like a big crowd for St. John's, you know, for a, a college game, that was the norm, man. Like, you would go to those games, and it was Crisp like moment. always. I mean, just they had squads. They were good. The Big East was always fun to watch. And the, and people showed out at the Garden to see St. John's play. So St. John's played Villanova at the Garden. Now, Villanova's got a huge, obviously – um. Alumni base here in New York City, so they're going to draw, and so it's a smart game to put at the Garden. It was, it looked like for a while, like St. John's had a good start. The building was rocking. They ended up losing the game. Now Villanova's not Villanova anymore. There's no Jay Wright. They're, they have a losing record in in the conference. They're like 500 on the season, and St. John's kind of had a little something going, and you thought, okay, you know, get some juice with this game, and you can really start to you know get some momentum behind the program. They end up losing the game, and I think it hurt them bad. And by the way, there was thirteen thousand, like about thirteen five in the building, which it's not capacity. Yet that's the best they're going to do now. Yeah, man. So it just shows you just how far it's gone, and if it, I just don't know if it's ever coming back. Like you'll get the Dukes and the Kentuckys and all them to come in and play in the Coaches Classic and all that stuff, and you'll fill the building. I just don't know if St. John's ever going to do it again.
2: Listen, sometimes when you have that type of magic, it's hard to recapture that. You just have to bask in what it was and try and create something new. Uh, But the stars align, right, with all those great players that went there, right? It has to do with the school and how well they're playing. You know, as a byproduct, you were talking about St. John's and their history. Yeah. You described the perfect basketball player for Jalen Hurts, Mark Jackson.
0: That's not bad. He, he was a force multiplier wherever he went. Yeah. Mark, Mark Jackson but he, but with, with, with Ewing, he, he Mark Jackson with Reggie Miller. Yeah, he, always he wasn't made, Isaiah Thomas. He when wasn't, you put he him with John good players, yes. you, you're right. When you put him with good players, he made those players good. Better. But on his own, I right. wouldn't call him like, a, like an incredible talent. Right. He might even tell you too, like the great players that he played with is the reason why. Like, it's true. Because when yeah. he went to the Clippers, he kind of was just, eh. but then when he then the Clippers moved them to Indiana, and on those Pacer team with Reggie Miller and some other talents, I mean they got to the finals. They were they were they were good, and he was a big reason for it. That's a and that's maybe what Jalen Hurts is. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Mark Jackson has a hell of an NBA career. That's a good one. I like that man. See, all right, eight hundred nine right. I I know I wanted to mention Knicks. I mean they just I, quickly I'll do this. So they. They look like they're running out of gas. And so maybe the minutes police has something to say here, right? Maybe all these minutes monitors that feel like it's not sustainable because Tom Thibodeau's overplaying his starters. You're on to something now because it's starting to catch up. Why? The bench isn't good enough. Last night, Bart, they're in a close game. Raptors team is a pain in the ass. And it's a tied game to start the fourth quarter. So, Tibbs goes to his bench, which is what you do. So, you rest your starters and you get your starters ready for like the last, you know, six minutes of the game where you just have them take you home. So, it's R.J. Barrett and four bench players. They give up 13 to 2 score to open the quarter. Game's over. It's it. It's over. Done. And it's, you know, Barrett's out there as the main piece. He had a good game, 30 points, but two turnovers. Missed a couple of shots, and then a, a really, not a really, not a very good defensive play against Barnes, bigger than him, and one on a foul, senseless foul. And so you blink your eye, and what was a hard fought, exhausting tie score going into the fourth is now an 11 point deficit. And you could just see it in their eyes. Once again, just like the Wizards game, just like all these other, they've lost four in a row. In each game, you're just seeing a moment where you see the eyes just drop, where they're just like, damn. They fight, they fight, they fight, and then they just realize, no, I can't do it. Can't do it again. We're so, trade, li- trade deadline's coming, Bart. It's coming a couple of mm. weeks. Oh. Are they buyers? Uh, well, here's the <laughs> thing Is there a deal out there that can help them, at the very least, maintain a playoff spot rather than be in the 7 10 mosh pit? Schedule's getting tougher. Mm. They have the hardest schedule, strength of schedule remaining mm. in the entire league. Hmm. Like what like what is out there to do? Is there a trade to be made? Or is this once again the gap's too big between them and the top four teams in the East? So wait till the offseason and try again. It's don't frustrating, worry. but don't I don't worry. know what I don't what do you do? Don't worry, they are what they are. The Nets got our back. Kyrie. Who's this hour? Kyrie. he had a big finish against the Golden State Warriors last night. I'll tell you what, who bit, who hit the big shot was uh, Royce O'Neill.
2: Yeah. That's huge three
0: that Kyrie set him up for. Big three. They came back to beat the Warriors. The Warriors looked like they were going to cruise, but the Nets wouldn't let them. And it's Ky- Kyrie's had two phenomenal games on the road on this road trip.
2: Playing, playing, just good enough to make you say, "I might have to give him some money."
0: That is uh, that to me. That's another huge decision. That is not an easy decision to make Can when you get to the offseason. Allen? You just did.
2: Uh, how many? How many games? Uh, above 500, will the Knicks finish above the Pistons?
0: What do you mean? Above 500, above the Pistons. That's two things. No, no. How many games above 500 or how how many 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 games above the Pistons? How many games
2: above would they they win over the Pistons?
0: You mean record-wise? Yeah, yeah.
2: How many more games? Like, they'll win how many more games in the Pistons, do you think?
0: Well, they're already way ahead of the Pistons.
2: Okay, so give me a number.
0: I don't know. How am I supposed to know this? You're out off the, of the top hunting? of my head, you to think just think want me—they're already double the win total of the Pistons. Okay. All right, okay. so they already have 13 more wins than the Pistons. Okay. So what? What are you 26? asking? 26. 26. They could be. Tw- they'll probably be 20 wins better or more. Okay. They could. They could be. Why?
2: Can I record? The
0: Pistons have the worst record in the league, or the second does, worst.
2: Where does that put? Where does that put the Knicks?
0: I I I don't know what you're saying saying so what you, I'm saying is just tank
2: what i' what I'm saying is if they finish twenty games above the pistons, it puts them in the in no man's land
0: well
2: they spent the hundred million dollars you say they have the hardest schedule remaining mm-hmm. so that means that probably they're going to be going south in the standings, correct so if they're going south in the standings. They're just stuck on a hamster wheel going nowhere with no future, and they just spent the $100 million on Jalen Brunson. Who's yeah, been very it's, good. Good, it's good money spent. He's been very did, good. I, got, I say it's good money spent, but where okay. the hell did it get you? Absolutely it, it, the same spot that it always gets you.
0: No, they weren't here last year. Last year they were in 11th and 12th. Let it got you, you at least in the playoff hunt, which is a next step. So but the, so I'm asking the same thing so you're so asking is where does this take you next? Nowhere. Where do you go
2: from here? On a hamster wheel. It, it puts you out of position right. to, get, to get a lottery pick. You're out of that position.
0: Well, we've seen how they do with lottery picks.
2: But, but still, but still, <laughs> just because it, it, puts you out, it puts you out of position for a lottery pick. Okay. It puts you and it makes you a destination that I don't think free agents want to come to.
0: Well, it's not like you can. You don't really have any money to spend.
2: So that's my point. So, like, they should have been tanking. To begin with,
0: because that's the only way out
2: of this hole that they're in.
0: But Bart, they they tried that. They they did not do a good job with it. They bring in a new I front a, office who says they have connections and they know stars and they can attract stars. And that hasn't amazing. happened. It's just amazing. It's just and amazing. you're now in a place of it's yeah. bad business to be yep. really bad, but it's it might be worse business to be mediocre.
2: Right, because because you don't at least you get noticed when you're bad. <laughs> you, you don't get noticed when you're just mediocre. You you just become the Indiana. Pacers. Well, they're about
0: to play four straight. i after I'm Tuesday's game, they're going to play. I think three straight national games. Thursday, so, uh, Thursday, Saturday, and then Tuesday. They got the Lakers. You basically. I, forget, just, I think Thursday's the Celtics. Saturday's the Nets. You basically. And then just, next Tuesday's the Lakers.
2: You basically just became the Indiana Pacers. Irrelevant. People don't even know. People don't even notice. You don't even know you exist.
0: I think. I think it's. What you're saying is is a fair assessment. They are right That's now. That's why, and the fact in a that, weird place,
2: the fact that uh, that 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 R.J. Barrett stopped you from getting potentially Donathan Mitchell is asinine. You I take a good, you take a good young player and stop from getting a great one when a great one is the only thing that gets you out of this hellhole.
0: Can't argue with you. Stupidity. Finding the great one is the most difficult thing to do. And you thought you had a chance at somebody. Very, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell's great, but I know he's very good. And they did not get him. And now you're in a place of waiting for the next because one. R.J. Baird. And that could be a very long wait. Because R.J. Baird. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.